0: The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow.
1: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do... We talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I am your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. And um episode number 119 is a, is we got a really good show um I'm pretty sure in your town in your city wherever you are in the world you've come across a bridge and you know it connects two things together you know it's kind of bridging the gap it's kind of um connecting it's kind of important for travel for relationships for a lot of things I have a guy I'm gonna screw his name up so bad I, I, I just feel that in my heart I'm gonna screw his, <laughs> I'm gonna screw his name up so bad but we're gonna talk about bridging the gap bridging the gap between secular engineering which is no such thing and ministry which is we all know what that is we're gonna learn and talk to a guy who very similar backgrounds mean this guy very, very similar backgrounds where we walked in these different areas in, in the industry and we decided we can bring that to the church. This guy's a 20-year vet of AV industry, touring front of house engineer. Um, he's a design engineer for AV integr- in, in, integrators. He's a production manager. He's He he's runs corporate events all over the globe. And on top of that, he is a Bills fan. The other New York. He's a Bills fan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Call Macyak. You nailed it. I nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> I, nailed it. I nailed it. I nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, I nailed it. I nailed it. I had to, I had to write it out phonetically. If, 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 if I would have, um, if I would have looked at the proper spelling of your name, sir, I guarantee I'd have said, um, call magic. I'd have said something, I'd have said something along those lines.
0: So, so that's interesting. So my, my family comes from Poland and that's actually closer to the pronunciation in Poland than it is how we say it over here. Are you, so really, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's uh, something like Macig or something like that wow. over over in Poland. Yeah, wow. yeah, so it's crazy.
1: Wow. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, sir. So happy to have you. We have a mutual friend and Mr. Worship MD himself, Mr. Doug Gould, and um, connected shout out to us. Doug. Shout, out, shout out to Doug. Hey, listen, super, super, super great guy. Super great guy. So I, he, he, he asked me, he said, hey, do you need it? I had such a great time. Um, is any, anybody else you need for your show? I was like, yeah, yeah. And so you were on the top of the list, sir. Wow. Yeah, I mean. Well, I'm honored. He, he must think very, dance. very highly of you, sir. Yeah, thanks, though. Very, very highly of you. So how's your day going, man? How's your day going? you know it's going really well today
0: I was uh, just relaxing I've had a, a couple busy weeks of work and so uh yeah taking it easy today and uh, yeah just looking forward to the next thing coming up
1: I'm excited about this conversation because um, we both can can kind of speak to being in these two different worlds that's really the same but it's really it's the same mixer the same cable, the same everything it's just it's you know it's labels. That right, you know the secular engineer, you know, mm-hmm. and the in the church engineer, or you know the church musician and the secondary musician. The last time I checked, when you eh, same twelve notes, mm-hmm. same twelve notes. Yep, That's what you do with them. Yep, and that so to me, that is the caveat, which is the connector, which is why I'm calling this episode "bridging the gap." So apropos to be able to speak to the. I can't say redundancies, but I said the lack of knowledge, you know, just the ignorance of the whole dichotomy of what we're describing today. But before we get into it, we have this thing that we call Sunday school. Now, Sunday school, so my, to our listeners, to so our new listeners, are the funny stories that we tell in church and that we share amongst texts or pastors, leaders, whatever, musicians. You know, church is a funny place. Church is a a funny place. And we run into very, very unique scenarios in the tech world. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Okay, class is time. Time for Sunday. Are you ready for some Sunday school? Are you ready? So, I'm going to need your three topics, sir. And I will pick from the one that I think is going to do us the most damage. All right.
0: Number one, astronaut prayer. Astronaut Wow. <laughs> Number two, drum circle intercession. Whoa. Number three, two weddings, two funerals.
1: Oh, man. You know what? I think I am going to go for two weddings, two funerals for $44.99.
0: All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. So while I was uh, TD on staff at a church, uh, I had one of those exhausting weekends with our senior pastor where we had um, two weddings, two funerals, and baby dedications and all the Sunday services. And at, the time, at the time, we were doing three Sunday services. Oh, gosh. So a lot of babies. And it was I, it was. Life full circle. I mean, cradle to the grave. You know, it was exhausting, <laughs> oh, and um, you funerals especially. You'll you'll never know what's going to come up, and a, a lot of times it's really, really, really sad. You know, I mean, obviously. Um, but this particular weekend, it was such a, a celebration of life in both of these funerals. So, the the first funeral was for this lady who she was maybe 103 104 years old when she she passed away this woman her entire family that just came from her so her kids grandkids great grandkids great great grandkids there were so many of them they couldn't all travel in for the funeral but even if they did they wouldn't have all fit in the sanctuary oh my gosh from this woman i mean it was just she had 70-something great grandkids. Oh, you know, my gosh. I, mean, just, I don't know how she would have We we'll know straight, how, but but, gosh. <laughs> yeah. But it was just amazing to um, see a life celebrated that had um, just accomplished so much life and you know, having such a big family. And um, the other funeral that weekend... Uh, was for a, a person who lynched um, and um, they had they had passed away and the celebration of their life was incredible and this person their favorite song was the hokey pokey. Oh, wow And so Prentice, I kid you not no. this person's family no gave the eulogy no said all right. She would have wanted it. No. And they did the hokey. They did the hokey pokey in church at, <laughs> wow. at the funeral. And it, it, it wasn't corny. It was. It was just hearing everybody talk about this person and ending it with the hokey pokey. It's like it couldn't have been anything wow. else. But wow. Wow. It gets done in the pastor and i just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, you never know what's going to happen. But
1: wow.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and then you know. Weddings are weddings. You never know. You know, we always. Uh, my wife hates going to weddings with me because I always talk about the wedding hat trick. <laughs> so that's if they got to read from First uh, uh, Corinthians thirteen, right?
1: Uh, you got to have
0: that, right? And then someone's going to sing Ave Maria, right? Oh, Gosh, <laughs> you know.
1: Oh man,
0: crying bride. Or maybe if they don't sing Ave Maria, they sing Sunrise Sunset from you know <laughs> Fiddler on like it's just my public service announcement is come on people let's get original with the wedding let's not <laughs> let's not keep recycling Ave Maria
1: <laughs> yeah that is amazing the hokey pokey man listen that is an original right there that is an original wow. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard well, as you know, as TDs, we, we, we experience a lot in that, in that, well, Sunday school, very amazing. Hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. I couldn't make it up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the, the, the crazy thing is like when when we dive into this topic, we, both of us are kind of a jack of, jack of all trades in, in the master of none, but that's, that's really a compliment. It's really not, it's not bit how the world describes it. You know, it's really a compliment mm-hmm. that you can, you have so many avenues you can go down on um, that God's gifted you with. So with that being said, how did you end up here? Yeah. Um,
0: so growing up, music was always the thing. Um, you know, I, I liked sports too, but music, I mean, that that was the thing. And uh, growing up in church, uh, the, the church that I, that I grew up in, um, they actually had, uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, their own television station.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So a, a UHF station and you know satellite roof on the dish of the old church. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, the, the church was destroyed uh, in a fire uh and i was i think 14 when that happened 13 or 14 when that happened and so um we found a temporary home while a new church was being built and so um with all this new equipment they didn't know how to use a lot of it and so they they um brought in a a, a guy an audio expert um a guy who uh, ran a production company you know locally in buffalo and he taught us how to you know use the gear and give us basic knowledge and I was really grasping it pretty quickly and he recognized that. And, um, he encouraged me to keep going with it. And, uh, you know, then my pastors started hearing the mixes that I was doing for the audio broadcast and, and they were real encouraging for me to, you know, keep going with it. Cause I, I had a natural, you know, nap towards it. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, I was mixing 24 inputs on a Mackie eight bus with, one Behringer composer compressor, you know, like not, not a lot, not a
1: lot. Just that four band EQ. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
0: And, uh, you know, so, you know, with, with that encouragement, um, I decided that that was going to be my career and uh, my senior year of high school, I decided I, uh, was going to, um, go to school for music production. And so, um, I went to uh, a place called the recording workshop, in chillicothe ohio and uh it's a boot camp really you're there for a few months and um you know not to date myself but most of that recording i was learning was on two inch tape um to learn. Pro, pro it was pro tools one, one
1: right i remember that and it was an elective <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> right so it you know, and again, Pro Tools 1, it, it was slow. It took forever. It right. didn't sound awesome. I was like, it's never going to catch up. We're going to be using tape forever.
1: Right. <laughs> I was right. wrong. Right,
0: until um, computers got faster. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, yep. and IO
1: so, boxes.
0: <laughs> uh, right. And more inputs and, right. and all that. Yeah. Wow. Learned a lot there. Came home and, uh, I thought I originally wanted to be a record producer I wanted to make records and uh in Buffalo there was not a lot of opportunity to do that there was one pro studio uh in town at the time and
1: they had one on deck
0: yeah yeah so uh I started um just because the opportunities were there in live sound so I'd be uh you know mixing at my church on Sundays and uh On the weekends um that guy that originally you know started showing me things back at my church uh he hired me at his company wow so i was doing uh you know events with him um he and i still work together to this day some 25 years later so you know i'm I'm real thankful for him and his mentorship and uh yeah so career especially early on it would be you know working 40 hours at at my day job, whether it be, uh, you know, with an integrator or, or something like that, working at the clubs on the weekend and getting up on time to, to do church on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I got started out. And, uh, got hired to do some tours as a, as a front of house engineer, uh, you know, with some touring rock bands and, and, uh, yeah, just took different opportunities
1: from there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so kind of based on all that information, it's, you were you were kind of working in all of these realms at the same time. Yeah, I always have been. That's amazing. Normally that's not the case. Normally, yeah. Normally I left the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. mixing it church now. I'm mixing it to church. Yeah. Yeah. So with I all mean, that this, so you wear so many hats. How would you define yourself?
0: These days, um, more in a in a leadership role where i've been working um you know as a production manager um you know the the last time i was working in ministry full time uh, i was a technical director and a worship director um so really leading teams uh has has been my focus um you know the for past few years now um but i still love the technical part of things i i want to be operating equipment. I want to be solving technical problems. That's, um, you know, that that's my happy place. And um, I'm happy doing it with a team of people and doing it with people that um, are probably smarter than me and learning from them in the process. And uh, that's, you know, that's the thing when you can, it's cool to solve something on your own, but when you can collaborate with other people and not only solve it, but make it way better than you thought it could be. Right like, there's nothing there's nothing sweeter.
1: Right, right, right. And I say that a lot of times. It's like when you have a team, well, especially if you're looking to build a team. I want to be the dumbest person in the room, and I ain't, I'm, and I'm not dumb, but I want to be right. the dumbest person in the room, and I want to have people around me that are that are specialists in certain areas. You get more out of it because that person is passionate about whatever that area is, it could be front of house, it could be monitor mix, it could be graphics, it could be any of those things. If they're passionate about it and you put them in a position to win, we all, we all win. Exactly. You know, we, yeah. we all, we all come, up, come up together. So what was, your, um, what was your first digital console you mixed on? First big tour
0: that I got. The first day of the tour... Didn't make it for the show. I was riding on a Greyhound bus to get in the town. So um, the second show of the tour was in Montreal, Canada, and it was a band that I hadn't mixed before. I had just met these guys. We're in Montreal, and uh, I don't know if you remember the the French console's innovation. Mm-hmm. So it was an innovation front of house console and a French-speaking house tech. <laughs> oh, God. So, it, <laughs> right. So, you know, he showed me how it worked. And the, the thing was, um, so Digital Snake and the monitor console and the front of house console shared the head amps. Oh, God. So so he said, all right, look, once you get your game set, it was, don't touch them again. Thankfully, On the compressor on each channel the the makeup gain on the compressor you can actually do negative gain on that so if you need to bring something that's unique yeah that's super unique exactly if you have to bring your gain down do it on your compressor output so that you don't screw up the band's monitor mix i'm just like merci
1: beaucoup
0: (laughs) that's all i need to know
1: yeah because your, your, your your first instinct is to grab the gain stage
0: Exactly. That's your first instinct. And uh yeah. And so the, the trumpet player in this band was a sandbagger. And I learned that when I was gaining during sound check, that I, I needed instead of gaining him at zero, I needed to gain him at negative six or negative eight because he was going to take it up a notch and blow me out of the water otherwise. Right. And so, you know, thankfully, you know, that guy told me, like, you know, go. To the compressor, don't go to the head amp, and he he saved me there. So Man, yeah, that was my that, that, that is my first so time.
1: unique. I've never yeah. seen that. Not even a software compressor. I've never seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the older, you know, I think like a DBX one sixty, like the older.
1: yeah, yeah, the one sixty. Yeah, 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 <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But, but it's, in people, the don't, people world, don't even
1: use it though like that at
0: all. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So yeah that that was my first time digital. And, uh, yeah, that was a whirlwind, but, uh, it was good. I didn't get fired off the gig. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: not game staging. Pounds. Say that. That's what, that, that's, that's what helped you not get fired because had you touched right. those gains, right. You wouldn't have lasted that after this first show. Cause they wouldn't even be able to hear yeah. each other at all. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So no, it, it ended up being, uh, a great rest tour and a good relationship with that band. Um, so, wow. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's, that's one I will, I will never forget.
1: That's amazing. So let me yeah. ask you, so what, what was the first thing that you, I guess when, when you started mixing in, were you already mixing in church? What was the first lessons that you thought that that would be best applied in church that people kind of didn't know or didn't understand?
0: Navigating personalities. Hmm that's i mean technical chops are very important but if you can't get along with people it doesn't matter how many technical chops you have if you're a jerk and no one wants to be around you you know ministry it's hard to fire volunteers but out out i call it the real world out in the real world you know you don't, if you're a jerk they don't they, don't, they no. don't care Nope. because the band doesn't care if you make them sound good, the hour that they're on stage, that's one hour and they're living with you the other 23 hours of the day. Right. And so, you know, um, you gotta care. You gotta be invested in presenting them the way they want to be presented. Right. And I think that carries over to ministry as well. You know?
1: Right. Um, right. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Right. They just, right. they just don't. And and I, I've often said this to engineers and music, people, who, people who understand this, engineers who are musicians, mm-hmm. we get it because we've been on stage mm-hmm. and, and got on stage to play your instrument and you really need to hear this in your monitor and the engineer's a jerk and he's not giving you what you need. So... Mm-hmm. What you don't want is someone to kind of go through that same experience where you gotta protect their gift. Like if 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 the singer, the second soprano in the praise team is hoarse, and I know she's hoarse, I can hear it in sound check, I got to duck her. I got the I gotta mm-hmm. sp- I gotta protect her so she don't she's not blowing the gas, but I gotta give her a little more in her in, her in ears to give her a little more in the monitor so she doesn't have to sing that loud to get to that volume. And when you work with people like that, they will give you everything you need Mm -hmm. because they understand that you're listening, you're paying attention, and at the same time, you're protecting their gift because their gift is what they're presenting, kind of what you said before. In the presentation, they're presenting their gifts, and all of these collective gifts add to one thing, and the one thing is people coming to Christ. That's it. Yes. At the end of the yes. day, turning the knob, turning the fader, setting your EQ, setting your compression, whatever it is, at the end of the day, what it's about is kingdom.
0: That's and right.
1: inside of that, in protecting their gifts, it allows them to minister so people can be reached. And that's that's the end of the day.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, You know, some of the, Context and who the audience is is very important to understand. I would do gigs ranging from hardcore punk to mainstream rock to country to even like doo-wop group revivals, you know, where the nursing homes are going to bring in buses of elderly people to watch this revival of some group from the 50s. Mm. Well, I better know. That A, I can't blow them out of the house. I got to have coverage more than volume when right. it comes to audio. Right. I got to make sure that my lights are focused so that my backlights aren't hitting anybody in the eyes because right. they're going to come complain to you. You know, these elderly mm-hmm. people, they don't care. They're going to let you know. <laughs> and it, but it's understanding the context. You know, I don't need the amount of subs that I would need for a hip-hop show or a doo-wop show. They don't care about the bass. They want to hear the vocals, you know. Same thing in ministry. Who is your congregation? Who is preaching? Who is singing? Where are they coming from, and how can you help them communicate that so that they can do effectively
1: what they're called to do? Right.
0: It, It all ties in.
1: Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam podcast mixcast 4. isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers the ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs bluetooth telephone and computer input all at the reach of your fingers so do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a tascam mixcast 4 because the gold is to reach more people. You know, it's it's, it's often, oftentimes when I, when I visit churches, I find that communication is the thing that's always kind of lacking, like between departments, you know, the musicians don't talk to the engineer. Engineers don't talk to the praise team. The praise is, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like round Robin. And so what, what I found out is like when I arrived, the first thing I do is create community. Yep. And, you just don't know. You don't know a person till you know a person. You know what That's I mean. Right. So you can so you can best serve them. So even with you saying that, it's it it so goes back to just just the brass tactics of do unto others as you have to do unto you. It's just like it's just so simple, but we make it so complex.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So what is good? Good. Yeah. So you yeah, know so
0: a story i like to share is you know a band that i that i toured with for a, for a while as their front of house engineer they trusted me with the good time of their audience mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah Punk, they weren't going to have a good time and this particular band me and the drummer especially granular looking at you know, pieces of sand about the music down to, hey, you did this fill coming out of the bridge of the song and you played it a little lighter than you normally have for the past week. Like, were you tired? Like, do I need to bring your fader up there more? Like, are you changing a habit? I mean, down to the notes, you know, like this hit here, man, you shocked me because you hit it, you know, full. 4 dB hotter than you normally. Right. That's what built trust so that he knew what he was doing on stage. I knew what he was trying to communicate. When I was in leadership at the church, one of the first walls I wanted to break down was between the tech team and the worship team on stage. There is no boundary there. And so after rehearsal, it's not just the musicians and worship leaders hanging out in the green room. All the technicians are in that room, too. We're having coffee together. We're laughing together. We're praying together. We're all on the same page. And we're. I was very intentional to make sure that that was happening, that we're we're all doing the same thing together. And there is no boundary because there has to be a trust between all of them, whether it's the lighting person, the pro presenter person, getting the words right. right. We all got to be in sync.
1: Right, right. That's powerful that you would you know cuz a lot of times logistics come into play but it's like you made it a point that this is the focus like what was the outcome like like so when you first implemented this what what was the conversation like
0: i didn't say i'm instituting this rule where we all got to be together in the room it was i knew historically that the band was going to be in the green room and historically the text stayed in the booth until service started, and you know, and we're not talking for a couple minutes. I and mean, we're talking like forty minutes, forty five right, minutes right, right. You know, the sound there, check there's some time between. for some yeah, there's time for some fellowship there. So it was just casual hey lighting guy, pro presenter guy. I'm gonna go downstairs and get a cup of coffee. Why don't you come with me? and just naturally, as I built the relationships in the booth, then I'm bringing them downstairs with me. What ended up happening was, everybody was just more relaxed and they were able to focus on the job that they needed to do. And, you know, it built up community. It built up, you know, we started having inside jokes between the stage and the booth and, you know, all these things. And, um, you know, it was great. And we had, you know, a pretty large, uh, you know, volunteer community involved there. A lot of people coming in and out. And so you see, relationships strengthen and when new people come in uh they see the warmth um you know that's the thing like at church we got to get rid of that tension between the booth and the stage and so you know when i when i go to help out other churches that's the first thing that my radar is looking for is what's the vibe between the booth and the stage
1: so so when you go and you visit another church like what's your what's your concept like like what's your entry like how do you read the room? Like, how do you do that?
0: I try to do, um, I try to get as much background as I can from whoever my contact is. That's bringing me in. So, you know, how many sound people do you have? You know, what's the number of people? Um, you know, what's the attitude like, you know, between the the stage and the booth, you know, do you, do you have a one person who's really
1: who's a problem child. Trump, right you know
0: <laughs> just who who do i need to out out for who do i need to handle with white gloves um who maybe needs some encouragement um who maybe needs to be shown all they don't know you know that that sort of thing not that i go in there with a mission to you know show everybody what's up but i just want to be aware so that if something comes up it's not catching me totally off guard right and and then I can you know uh, uh, you know see about addressing it from there. But um, a lot of times, what happens is because you know sometimes when I'm visiting the churches, I might see them, you know, once a year, or maybe I'll see them a month straight, and I won't see them for a couple of years. And it, it comes down to relationships. Sometimes it might be you know. Oh, I didn't really feel it was appropriate for me to call out this person, you know, um, not that I would call them out publicly, but even take them off to the side Mm -hmm. and talk to them about something. But maybe me just go to their leader and say, Hey, I'm seeing this, you know, maybe that'd be worth a conversation. You know, Mm -hmm. I see this person shutting everybody else down and, and not wanting to collaborate. Or, you know, I, I see this person, you know, being difficult, whether it's a musician or a tech. Right. And, and the thing that I found is, um, especially on the tech side, if you got a tech in your booth that's telling you no all the time, it's probably not because he doesn't want to do it. It's probably because he
1: doesn't know how to accomplish mm. what you're asking.
0: And he's probably a little insecure
1: in that. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so um, once I look at it from that view, if I see something like that happen, then it's a quick conversation in the booth. Hey. What did that bass player ask for? Oh, well, it's stupid. He wanted to do this. All right, well, it might be stupid, but maybe you have another solution to get him where he needs to be to be comfortable on stage. Let's explore that for a minute. Right. And then if he doesn't know how, then, okay, I have an idea. Let's maybe try this. Why don't you suggest this to him? And then maybe there is the beginning of those two people starting to communicate
1: you Have you ever ran into... I have, I'm pretty sure you have, ran into a pastor or musician that have outlandish expectations with limited tech tech resources?
0: Yes. And
1: that, <laughs> that
0: also goes into, you know, um, when I'm getting background information, I'm interviewing the church to find out what I'm getting into. And there have been times where it's just red flag after red flag, and it's just like, this might not be the right partnership. That's very rare. but you know that can happen sometimes. Um, but right, you know, most of the time I'm talking with a worship leader, sometimes it's a senior pastor at a church. And so you know, my questions are, all right, well, what are your struggles? What are your strengths? And I don't want to focus so much on what your struggles are, but let's concentrate on where you want to be in the, and then we'll get a roadmap to get there. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it's a, a lot of navigation of uh, personalities, managing expectations. Right. I don't have a problem bringing anybody back down to earth. Like, hey, like you're not, you're not going to be sounding like Hillsong or Elevation in here because you only have four volunteers on stage. You only got one tech in the back and, you know, the PA you have in the room, like, I can make it sound decent, but it's not going to sound like an arena show in here either. So, you know, it's I can get you to wherever you want to go. This is what it will take. You as the leader of this ministry, is it worth the investment? And that's up to you to decide. I can just tell you how to get there.
1: Right. Is it? Is it the 10% Will the will this ten percent um, change increase the the end result by fifty percent, or is it going right. to is it going to be if I put fifty percent in, is it going to increase the the end result by two percent? It's just like you 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 have to weigh it out, yeah. and a lot of times like the outside in um, is a, if, if you just kind of have to build trust with the person with the people with the church mm-hmm. so that they they're listening to you objectively and not. Like, I'm just trying to get a check and and right. you just have to kind of kill that, kill that ideology. Like, no, I'm really here to help. Um, right. and, and and so, so let me ask you this. So how how long did it take you to come up with this concept of, I, I, I guess, a concept of wholeness? That's how I would, that's how I would phrase it.
0: Yeah, well, I,
1: you know, I think that comes to,
0: you know, my experience in my teeth. In the rock clubs. Um, you know, some of some of these shows, it would be four or five bands on the bill. You'd have (laughs) 15 15 15 minutes to do a full changeover. You're the only audio guy there. So you're changing over the back line, you're getting a line check you're getting their monitors going, you're trying to get a halfway decent front of house mix going.
1: Yeah, wow comedians are chorus
0: (laughs) and you know, five different bands. You're going to have five different personalities, right. and um, learning how to communicate that and be professional about it. But again, you know, showing that you care. You know there. You know there's a lot of. You know, at least when I was coming up, coming up, there are a lot of burned out sound guys that were just tired, that are probably been doing it too long, and yeah, um, you know, they they probably lost the love for it and uh you know when i was coming up it was just you know i would get bands local bands hiring me on the side to do their gigs just because they knew i cared and you know there might have been better engineers in town but they knew i was going to do my best no matter what right um so hold on i was going to bring that back to your first question so the whole thing the wholeness. Understanding, you know, what the band wanted to do. You know, like the bands show up. Hey, I'm Carl, I'm the sound guy. You know, okay, you're this band. What's your style like? What what kind of bands are you trying to sound like? You know, what what's that sort of thing? Right. You know, because if they're if they're trying to sound like Metallica, I'm going to mix that different than if they want to sound like Blink 182, right? Completely or different. you know whatever. So. Right just caring enough to know that I'm going to pay attention to what they're doing. Instead of just throwing up the faders and then
1: sitting back. Yeah. Um, the other side of it is understanding genres. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like understanding I mean, the music. Right. Yep. And, you know, coming
0: back to church, the church I grew up in, they did everything from Darlene check to Kirk Franklin. So, I mean, they were, you know, they were all over and so i had a lot of different exposure you know style-wise there um great and then you know the the other stuff that i was doing you know during the week i'm you know just crazy stuff you know really creative stuff um you know the the guy that you know turned me on to things we would do these local festivals where we'd be uh, these irish festivals where these bands would be coming in with like traditional um, Irish drums and um, bouzoukies and different things. It was like some of these instruments, like the the best question I learned to ask was, where does the sound come from? (laughs) I don't know what this thing is, and I don't know where the sound is going to come out of it. So just tell me where the sound comes out, and I'll put the microphone there, you know? (laughs) Um, Indian... Indian drums, you know, Eastern Indian drums. Yeah, fascinating instruments making sounds that I didn't think could come out of you know uh, an instrument. You know, again, and
1: they're not even hitting it hard at all. No, just like okay, where's the sound coming from? You know, (laughs) like what is that? What? Huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, jazz, Latin jazz. I love mixing Latin jazz. I don't get enough of it.
1: Man, you know, isn't that just, amazing?
0: Yeah, <sighs> all the, yeah, I was telling somebody the other day. I love mixing that stuff because they mix themselves. They make it so easy on oh, us, man. you know. They're
1: but it's just you it's know, a vibe, man. They it is. they know how they know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate at a high level, yeah, and very intricate because the horns in in Latin music extremely intri- intricate. Along with your percussion, it's like I was just I was just listening to like a new uh, Latin singer um, the other night, and I was just like, oh man, this is so dope. Yeah. It, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, but you know, it, it really goes back to us being engineers that love music, right? See, yeah. it, that's a big difference that yep. me and you can sit here and be excited about different styles of music, not just Sunday.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But it translates to Sunday because it does, you know, on Sunday morning, the people on stage, they're not all coming from the same background. You know, I mean, the church that I grew up at, we had, you know, our one of our worship leaders, he was Latino. He had a gospel jazz background. Another drummer, he was my age. He was super into Dave Matthews band. And so you got all these sort of backgrounds coming together. And so it's like, all right, well, how are we going to make this? work, how are they going to communicate and, you know, make the sound that they need to, need to make. And then sort of as an engineer realizing, okay, you know, this drummer has this style. And so that, you know, it could be the same kit, but it's going to sound different when he's playing it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Dynamics are everything. You know, I tell people all the time, especially when I I visit churches and um, they, they may have two drummers, and say I'm there. Say I say hey, bring me in the mix, and I mix once for us. And they bring me in, and they got a different drummer. Mm-hmm. And if the, the same engineer is there, and he has the same same scene set, like yep. for every drummer, I'm like that dude got a paper foot, man. Yeah. He need to... <laughs> we need we, he needs more. <laughs> right. You yep. got to give him some more game, man. You know, like you really got to. Yeah, or or you go to yep. churches and. They Have the bass drum deeper than the bass, and you're like, What do you know? No, it's the other way around. Like, yeah. like, the floor is the bass, yeah, the kick is the punch, yeah, that's why they work. But yeah. it took me a long time because to learn that because I come from mixing hip hop records, so right, it's like that, don't, that don't exist in hip hop, you right. know what I mean. It exists in other genres of music you have live you have live instrumentation but when you have drum machines, the bottom is to kick and yeah. in, in, in the bass, whatever it is swallows it you know you can have eight ways you have all these different variables of yep. the bass sound but when you when you miss different genres of music you didn't you didn't get a different skill set I can't say you' different you just expand your skill set
0: that was one of the valuable things about um, the school that I went to in a band that's doing A C D C, you're centering your kick drum on 80 hertz. And the bass guitar is gonna be a little higher than that. Mm-hmm. If you're doing modern stuff, you're centering that kick on 50, you know. Right. All genre stuff, you know. Reggae, you're gonna to mix totally. Dry. I mean, the bass <laughs> is the bass in reggae, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the sound. Um yeah, and so you you gotta be aware of that to to give it the space. Um, yeah, just expanding, you know, the, the vocabulary, right. um, you know, one of the, you know, one of my good friends, he is a great worship leader. And he always says, you know, we're having a musical conversation on stage. And so if you have a, a broader vocabulary, you can bring more to the conversation. Mm. And the same thing goes with the text. If you have a broader vocabulary, you can help facilitate those conversations. Right.
1: If a, a, if a pastor um, approached you to help their church, never met them, don't know them, nothing. What is the singular thing that you find that you give the best advice about to, to that person?
0: Invest in your people. Hmm. Whether it's training, whether it's sending them to a conference. Invest in them to develop their gifts and, and talents. Um, you know, I used to tell my volunteers all the time, I said, I'm going to train you as much as you want, no strings attached, because I'm looking at this big kingdom. And so, if I can give you a little knowledge, knowledge, and help another ministry,
1: mm-hmm. that's a win. Wow. And
0: I see it, and I see it. I see it happen. You know, um, it's funny. He lives right around the block from me. He's a school teacher. He's a football coach. He wanted to serve. I taught him how to do pro presenter. I taught him a little bit of sound. He said, I don't think that's for me, but I like running the words. And I like having that stuff. Working with the backgrounds and stuff like that. Right. And then he he felt called to move on. Now he's leading the tech ministry at the church that he is now, you know, like that's a win. That's what it's about. Right. Exactly. I, you know, so uh, invest in your people. You, it's no good to invest in a bunch of gear if you got nobody to run it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's so true. I went, I did a church one time and, you know, I kind of assessed their staff and their team kind of the same thing we're talking about. And I said, well, listen, why don't you guys, they want to replace that, they had an analog console. They want to replace that console. So I said, well, listen, after I thought, you know, evaluated their team. I said, why don't you get like a, like a Allen and Heath, you know, $2,500 and hire an engineer for three months. Mm-hmm. So we can, so that, the training is the other portion that you would spend for a more a a Midas or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. They were so pissed off. (laughs) They were so pissed off. They said, we don't understand. Why didn't you come with the best? And I was like, this is the, I'm, I'm giving you the best solution for the best result. It's the training of your team and they end up getting a Pro Two. No, mm-hmm. no, no, oh, no. They got a, no. They got a M3, They got an M thirty two. And they were constantly hiring me to come mix. Right. And I was just like, if you guys would have just got this, got this Allen and Heath, which is a great sounding mixer, and had mm-hmm. someone train your team how to use it, especially your head guy. So he can, it's all the trickle-down effect. Yep. You, you have a better result long-term. Yep. Instead of like bringing me in to do events because you know your guy can't handle it because he don't understand audio. Right. So great, great, great conversation, man. I, we got to have you back. Yeah, anytime, gotta, man. This gotta, is fun. Got to have you back, man. But before we get out of here. All right. We do this thing called 30 Seconds and Gone. Now, 30 Seconds and Gone are rapid fire, right. true, false, yes, no questions. Okay. And um, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, 30 Seconds and Gone. Question number one. Who was your top three Buffalo Bills? Jim Kelly. Uh, Bruce Smith and,
0: uh, I love Josh Allen. He's, he's going to get us there. Okay.
1: Yep. Favorite teenage soft drink. Teenage soft drink.
0: Well, I always like Dr. Pepper's. I don't know if that's a teenage soft.
1: Well, pepper, whatever but. whatever you drank in your teen years, whatever.
0: Yeah. Dr. Pepper. That Dr. Was my pepper.
1: All right. Aside from football, what's your favorite sport? Hockey. Football. Hockey. Okay. Hockey. Yeah. Okay, in the realm of the Bible, in the New Testament, are you Team Peter or Team Paul? Paul. Team Paul, okay. Yeah. So pick one, Nike, New Balance, or Adidas? Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Last one. If you had to pick a guest to be on this show, who would it be?
0: On this show?
1: <sighs> Paul but, but you got to get him. You got to get him now. got to sure. get him now?
0: Oh, you're killing me. I haven't seen the man in a minute.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going <laughs> to hold you to it. Because you said so. You said so. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, I want you to thank, I, w- I-, I want to thank my boy, my new boy, call, Baby macy g macy ag macy ag check your notes man (laughs) i did i'm reading it like how did i write that (laughs) call macy ag listen thank you thank you thank you for being a part of the show i had a great great time i hope you did too yeah thanks man it
0: was a it was a real privilege
1: and before we get out of here, what I'd like you guys to do, make sure you like, subscribe, review, share. Sharing is caring. We'd like to provide information that's going to help your church to have an amazing, not three words, amazing Sunday morning service. I'm going to say it like I always said, Keep God first in everything you do. And we we'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast. Hey, man. Great show, man. Hey.